everyone and welcome to the seventh episode on ontology of music. This series is a bit longer than I thought it would be, so thank you very much for being with me for all of it. The previous episodes address the ontological imperatives of art and craft and uh, their respective manifestations through the types of ideas and types of processes. I also talk briefly about signs, semiotic weight, and uh, semiotics versus symbolism. In this episode, I move towards a synthesis of these ideas, so let us dive right now in the problems of understanding musical ontology. The evaluation of the scope and importance of ideas and processes in different music compositions originates partially from the dissolution of explicit systems of codified usage of explicit musical components, such as those associated with references to the ancient Greek modes or to the theory of affects. While these systems still allow for relatively stable semiotic considerations and contextualizations in specific circumstances, the difficulty in formulating meaning increases with the lack of a singular cultural background, among other things. For this reason, style-specific theories, such as Candace Brower's cognitive theory of meaning, remain inapplicable to music composed before the onset of the Baroque era and to music composed after the end of the 19th century. Despite her promising vocabulary drawing on cognitive science, and her recognition of what she calls intra-opus patterns, idiom specific to the work itself, Brouwer's application of these notions remains possible only in the realms of Western European tonal music. You can see more about her theory in her article A Cognitive Theory of Musical Meaning. It is in the Journal of Music Theory published in the year 2000. Every composer's hierarchy of ideas and processes reflects specific cultural references to a performance practice and is reflected in tradition and notation, realization of figured bass and uh, jazz charts to name but two. This hierarchy, obvious to composers and performers, tends to be misunderstood or ignored by philosophers, and occasionally even by musicologists who are not versed in performing, who confuse performance practice with a change in ontological essence. For example, in his article, Artworks as Historical Individuals, Roa Ball R-O-H-R-B-A-U-G-H, commits uh, more than one error. He mislabels foreground ornamentation, a common performance practice, as structure, and ignores 
the level of constancy of the important ideas, circularity, motive, and mode, to name but a few. A more drastic example of logical fallacy, followed by wrong conclusions, can be found in Andrew Kanya's uh, Making Tracks, The Ontology of Rock Music. Uh, he says, quote, I think that Davies is right in seeing rock songs, the very thin structures of melody, harmony, and lyrics, as pieces of music that may be performed, that is, instanced in live performances. However, these pieces of music are not the or even a primary focus of critical attention in rock, and thus are not musical works. Given their thinness and their creators' awareness that they may be both performed live and used in the construction of tracks, I think it is wrong to consider these pieces of music, these sound structures ontologically for anything in particular, be it performance simpliciter or a particular kind of performance. End quote. So this quote comes from uh, Making Tracks, the Ontology of Rock Music, published in the Journal of Aesthetics and Art Criticism. Kanye begins by referring to a statement by Stephen Davies, but disregards Davies's clarification related to performance practice that, quote, thinner works determine less of the fine detail of their performances than do thicker ones, but performances are always thicker than the works they are of, end quote. Kanye proceeds to make a much unsubstantiated distinction between pieces of music and musical works based on the fact that the former are not the primary focus of critical attention. Furthermore, he assumes that the knowledge of these non-works, in quotes, may be used in the construction of tracks, obliterates them ontologically, especially given their thinness, in quote, of melody, harmony, and even lyrics. Lastly, I remembered most songs of any style comprise of a combination of melody, harmony, and lyrics. Um, but I doubt Kanye will claim a not yet discovered, enhanced, unperformed lead by Schubert, uh, not a musical work. So uh, lots to unpack here. Um, I know I spent some time criticizing other people's works, but uh, this is uh, normal when we do research. Um, thank you very much for being with me. And in the next episode, I will... Uh, I will finish up, uh, talk about innovation and originality a bit and some uh, further philosophical considerations. Thank you very much and have a nice day. Bye-bye.